the Reality of Truth podcast. Let's go. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to episode 11. Today, we are talking about oral health. Why so early in the podcast episodes, do you say? Well, it's because we're going to get into some pretty cool stuff. Oral health doesn't seem like it would be that big a deal in the foundational principles of health, yeah? Well, guess what? It's extremely important. Matter of fact, it might be the reason why you don't feel well. Could be the reason for your illnesses, what you already have now. Just general fatigue. It's crazy. We're going to get into it. So let me start off by saying, if you want to eat carbohydrates, you believe they're healthy and good for you, by all means, knock yourself out. But everybody knows, including dentists, everybody, doctors, doesn't matter who you ask, they all know carbohydrates, they convert into sugar, and sugar is not good for your mouth. Not just your teeth, the whole oral microbiome. So by eating carbohydrates, you actually get cavities, caries. Caries are just when the tooth enamel and your and your dentin and the pulp, everything breaks down. It's kind of like decay, but a little bit differently. It changes your microbiome in your mouth. Also creates infections because when you overwhelm your mouth with bad microbiome, bad bugs, well, then the good ones can't help you, can't take care of you. The basic concept of what we're going to talk about is known as collar up focal infections. It's been known since the 20s. It was really starting to get studied in the 30s and then got really popular in the 50s. And then since then, we've had antibiotics and other things and people forget that you can have diseases in your head, in your neck, that affect the rest of your body. And you don't even know it. And they don't teach it much in medical school anymore, apparently, because if they did, your doctor would say, you need to go see a dentist, an oral surgeon, somebody who specializes in the mouth. So start off by giving you just some really cool facts about your teeth. All right. I love the human body. It's one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast. It's absolutely amazing what it can do, how it's built, how it functions, what it can withstand. And one of the really, really cool things about your teeth is, first of all, you're, you start to build them when you're in the womb, but your teeth come from the same embryonic layer as does your skin and your hair. So that would give a new meaning to the skin of your teeth. You know that phrase? Tooth enamel is the strongest substance in the entire body, notwithstanding the fact that it can be destroyed through sugar, <laughs> but it is the strongest substance in the body. Your teeth cannot repair themselves once the enamel is breached. That enamel is there for a reason, and it's not just for chewing and that kind of thing. It's there to protect those teeth. That's why it's the strongest. You're breathing, you're eating foods, you're drinking substances. All of that touches the teeth. Hippocrates even spoke about tooth decay and gum disease and teeth extraction back when he was educating and learning. That 500 to 300 BCE, that's a really long time ago. Did you know that of all the people 
So from ages 20 to 64, so think about that, 20 to 64, 91% have dental caries and 27% have untreated tooth decay. So dental caries is, is really just the destruction of your teeth as a whole, but untreated tooth decay, untreated. It's not just people who refuse to go to the dentist. They just don't even know it's there. There are 300 types of bacteria in your mouth. I mean, that's crazy. If you put 300 people in a gymnasium and each one of them gave their name, that's how many different types of bacteria in your mouth. I mean, that is a lot of diversity. And you're trying to manage that by brushing your teeth, flossing, trying to maybe watch your diet. Well, we're going to get into that too. Your body also produces one. I know it's a little gross, but this is pretty cool. Your body produces a quart of saliva every day, a quart. And if you do the extrapolation, that's 10,000 gallons over a lifetime. Come on, 10,000. That's a swimming pool. If you don't think that your mouth is important for your health, let me tell you, most things start with the mouth, right? It's your one of your first openings into the body, the major one, and the one you stuff all the food and beverages into. But you'd think that if you were going to be chewing a lot and consuming food, that you would want the right food for your teeth. Not going to get into the, well, which teeth are designed to chew this and you know, are we mammals that chew vegetation or meat based on the type of teeth they are or the shape and all this other kind of stuff? We can get into that, the digestive system and the teeth and are we omnivores or whatever. I'm just talking straight reality right now. It is easier to chew meat than any vegetation. And by the way, if it's not meat, it's vegetation, right? Vegetation meaning everything that's plant-based. When you chew vegetation, especially the stiffer type of things, there's a high concentration of silica. That's sand. There's also hard fibers and a lot of minerals. Those minerals are abrasive. The hard fibers are tough to get through. If you add fiber plus minerals, you've got basically, you're chewing sandpaper. Very microscopic, but it's happening. Well, Eric, wouldn't that be good for cleaning the teeth? Oh, sure. But if you just eat meat as your primary food, then you don't need those fibers and minerals to polish your teeth. I mean, you don't eat dirt. And if you did, it's crunchy. Well, you don't even realize that the foods you're eating, even something like a donut or bread, you're like, oh, it's so soft. Eh, it's soft because you can't perceive how microscopically gritty it is. But then when you eat something like celery or kale or something stiff, then you're like, wow, this is, this is potent. I'm really got to chew pretty hard. It's not just the fiber that's in there. There's a lot going on. So meat is soft and it's buffered with the fat and the protein. So it's easy to chew. Yes, there's minerals in meat, but it's buffered. It's kind of like Instead of being dry and, and rough, it's a little bit rough, very, very small amount. 
and you put a little little love in there with some fat and you can take away that abrasiveness. Also, by the way, meat does not have any sugar. It's got glucose from the animal, but it's a very, very small amount. It's not enough to even be counted. Meat is easier on your mouth, mainly your teeth, than anything else you're eating. Also, because meat doesn't have the sugar, it's not feeding the bad bugs, the bad microbiome. All right, think about another way of chewing. All right, so your teeth, as you're chewing, they move. Like you grab your teeth right now and move them a little bit. They're not completely stationary. And it might be like that on purpose. Probably is, I would say, yeah, God created it that way because the more you move it and you get movement and things like that, you have osmosis and and you're pushing on things, you're moving things around so they don't become too stationary. It's a way of cleaning and and keeping things supple. But when you chew, when you have dental infections in the gums, in the jaw, sitting on your tongue, on your teeth, anything that's in there, and it gets deep inside, like under the gums, and you're moving those teeth around, you're actually pressing and pushing that bacteria into the lymphatic system and the bloodstream. Everything is connected in the body. There's no, there's no open space. Unless you want to get quantum, and then there's a ton of open space, but maybe that's a really fun episode in the future. So here's how this works. When you have dental infections, like in your jaw, in your gums, even in your head, meaning sinuses, ears, this kind of thing, nose, that will slowly sort of drip into your bloodstream lymphatic system, these kind of things. It's systemic, meaning it's basically just slowly making its way in. And you don't even know you have this infection. You don't even know that there's something wrong. You don't really feel it. It's just no pain. But what you might notice is all the symptoms, and I'm going to get into those. Systemically allowing, we'll call it (laughs) pus, because that's technically what it is. Like it's the full gamut of all of the stuff you know of as an infection. It's, it's slowly leaking into your lymphatic and your bloodstream. So what that does is when it's in there and it goes to every cell that it can get to just a little bit, the mitochondria that's in every cell that's there to mostly make energy, ATP, so that you stay alive and you can actually function, they stop producing energy so much and now they flip into a different role they start immune signaling. And immune signaling means less energy and more, we need help fighting this stuff that's going on. And it's just enough to put you in this constant acute state of a higher immune system. Well, over time, that creates massive inflammation. You get symptoms from that. Okay, does that make sense? I hope you follow that. If you're not making energy, then you're gonna be fatigued. Your performance isn't going to be there as well. Your brain fog, these kinds of things, because you're not really functioning in an energetic state. You're in a uh, a fighting state, a, a preservation state. Hey, there's something going on. There's an immune response that I've signaled, and we can't produce energy right now. We have to divert it to other things. So you will feel it. Before I get into the direct and indirect type of infections, let me just say, 
there are ways to figure this out, okay? You have, there's 3D imaging at dentists and and uh, orthodontists and place like this. You don't have to even be a patient with these people. Just find somebody who's got one of these 3D imaging. They're called cone beam scans. And essentially you put your head in this thing and your face a bunch of times and your top of your head, the bottom of your head, and it gives a 3D image of your jaw and your upper and lower. So your lower mandible is where you have most of the, your, your infections and you wouldn't even know it. So if you've ever had a root canal or anything like that, which I'm going to get into, they can be, they can come from that. Well, this is how they find it. It obviously will show like a normal X-ray shows, which is you know dark on the on the test. There's also blood tests that you can do that show certain markers, and those markers are uh, every kind of thing you can think of. There's all sorts of immune markers that they can find. No need to go in real depth on that. There's Another one called swabbing. So they might swab your sinuses, this kind of thing, your ears, and they can find things that would be an infection that you wouldn't know was there because it's not creating pain. And then there's, I know this one you may never heard of, but it's extremely effective and um, it can find things nothing else can. And that's called muscle testing. It's not voodoo. It's not magic. It is very simple science. Matter of fact, it's so simple that when you, and we will talk about that in the future because muscle testing, you can do on yourself at home and find things wrong with yourself or what's good and what's bad and how much of this should you take and what foods, I mean, all kinds of things that you can use muscle testing for. Very, very accurate. And there's many people in the world who are extremely good at it and they find things that the modern medical profession can't. There's no real tests for certain things and muscle testing work for that. So basically some of the direct style, like these are straight, you know, easy to see type things every single day in your life. First one is uh, probably the most normal thing and you really wouldn't think about it, but it's just known style infections you might have. Ears and sinuses, nose, mouth, tonsils your lymph nodes, things like this, where you know something's going on. You say, man, my, my ear itches pretty bad. Or why does my right side of my nostril just itch and it feels swollen, it feels hot, things like this. Um, weird things going on in your mouth. Obviously, your tonsils might feel swollen. You got lymph nodes underneath your jaw that you might feel is a little bit swollen, these kind of things. You, those are right away. You can feel, touch, sense those. Other ones that are a little bit harder, but they're there and you might know about gingivitis um, on receding gums. These are things that you may not even realize you have at a dentist and you can have a root canal or cavities and even like a pain in the jaw that you don't, you don't know where it's coming from. You're just, I don't understand why my jaw hurts and it's just a small ache. It's usually not a large ache, just a small one. I'm not talking about TMJ. I'm talking about just general jaw pain. This one is actually very, very common. And no one thinks of this. Um, they just assume I have allergies. Well, maybe it's not allergies. And if you've done things to correct allergies and it doesn't go away and you think, well, all these things that I can use for my allergies don't work. So I just have to deal with it. Well, guess what? It's probably an infection and you might have like congestion in your ears and sinuses and in your nose and this kind of thing. But when you have that, obviously, 
you're going to have postnasal drip. So postnasal drip is is can be many different things, but a lot of times it's some sort of irritation. So might be a systemic type of infection in your in your sinuses, in your head, in your ears, these kind of things, in your mouth, and it stimulates postnasal drip. And that's lymphatic fluid trying to clean it out. And that stimulation is what your body does. It creates lymphatic fluid and it wants to capture that and get rid of it. One of the ways that you would know that is you have swollen lymph nodes in your neck and uh, you may not even feel sick. You just you just go, wow, I'm having some postnasal drip just a little bit or it's a daily, like reoccurrent all the time, every single day, mostly in the morning. And then you're like, well, I'm not really sick, but... I don't feel that bad. I don't have a sore throat, but I'm just always having to clear my throat. Well, these can be systemic infections in your head. This one is much more noticeable. And if you always have a sore throat, then that's probably a, a good good uh, uh, indication that there's something going wrong there. And it's not always a virus, not always a, a cold. It literally can be a systemic infection that you don't know is there. Itching ears is big time. If you ever have itching ears and then maybe a little while after that, you start feeling arthritis or you start feeling weird things, doesn't matter what it is. Could you, you could just be feeling a slight tickle in there for just a, a day or so. Quick story on that one. There, there are several testimonies about this that people who've had infections in their ear, even their jaw or whatever, and they didn't know they were there and ended up with things like breast cancer or heart disease or any number of lung problems or just things that are cancers, these kinds of things that are pretty substantial. If you can get a thermogram or any of the tests that that test for thermal imaging, you can see hot spots in the body. You can see where there's a lot of activity. And a lot of times you can actually see the red kind of line glow going from, let's say an ear or a left nostril or sinus area or something of this sort and going down and sneaking its way into, let's say the breast tissue. And you just happen to have breast cancer there. It happens all the time. If you clear up the infection that you probably don't know is there, then uh, your body can heal itself. It's pretty cool. And testimonies, like I said, you can look those up. Um, this is nothing new. These things have been going on forever. And we knew it in the 30s when Weston A. Price started figuring this out, that a lot of the conditions in the body were these focal infections, collar up. Sinus irritation, constant sneezing. You're just all, it's just always like, oh, wow, it must be, you know, mold this time of year. And oh, then I'm allergic to pollen. This, oh, and then it's hay fever. All these, it may not even be any of that. It could just be an infection. One you don't know you have. Dry mouth, dry eyes. That's a, that's one that people think, oh, I just, you know, I must have that condition where I don't make enough saliva. Uh, I bet you do. And it might be interference from an infection. More of the indirect type of stuff is you you just can't heal anything that you have in the body. You just can't seem to heal very well because your body is, is working things because you have a systemic infection. This one's sort of weird and you may never associate it, but this is known. 
and that is you can get injured just at work or in sports or whatever and you you just you don't understand why you keep getting hurt you you work out you do things you take care of yourself but you keep doing these things but it just constantly always seems like you keep getting hurt even just minor stuff you also can constantly be getting like a cold thing just like you're sick like this general like i i, I just don't feel right you think you got a sinus infection or something of this. It's just a normal cold kind of thing. Cardiovascular weakness. So when you're interfering with the heart's ability because you're in constant repair mode because you've stimulated the immune system because there's an infection somewhere above your collar. When you put out a lot of excessive energy, went out and started gardening or you played a sport or you worked out or something like this, and then you're just overly, you're overly sore that that's not a good sign at all. That that one is is uh, it, you know pretty well. There must be something wrong. You shouldn't feel that sore for what you did. You can have weak, stiff muscles. Obviously, arthritis is a huge one. Rheumatoid arthritis, fantastic for a carnivore diet. Uh, get rid of all that inflammation and all those things that cause that, and you can really affect your arthritis in a in a much better way. But arthritis could be just an infection, collar up. Digestive problems for sure, because you're constantly dripping that pus, that infection into the throat and you swallow it and it, and it just interferes with everything down there. It's not That stuff's not supposed to be down there. And you're not supposed to have an immune response going on in your gut. You're supposed to let the microbiome do its thing. You have bile, enzymes, and the microbiome should be digesting. They shouldn't be dealing with white blood cells and and killer cells and all this stuff. Brain fog, can't focus, no motivation. You're very depressed, constantly depressed, or waves of depression is probably what most people will associate. You know, maybe you're getting ahead of the infection a little bit and you feel a little better and all of a sudden you eat really bad food again and it kicks up and your immune system jumps up again and then you, you feel depressed. Just can't seem to feel better, both mentally and physically. But, you know, it's these kind of infections have a lot of consequences and they can be major as well. There are many testimonies of people that have had heart disease and they found out the heart disease was caused by something in the mouth. This is well-known dentistry that a lot of people don't realize that their heart disease comes from their mouth. Most people don't know how to clean their mouth. They don't know how to take care of it. And then you're using toothpaste, for example, that is terrible for your microbiome in your mouth. It's horrible. You should be using natural products, even so much as making your own homemade versions that actually build your microbiome and, and then and that positive microbiome rather than all the negatives. Your mouthwash. Using alcohol-based mouthwashes is, and anything with sugar in it is just terrible for your mouth. You are just asking for problems and issues. You think and you've been told that it's good for you. It's not. You don't need any of that stuff. By the way, people that consume mostly meat and or go on more of the plant and meat keto style diet, not paleo, when you take out the sugar and the, and the carbohydrates like that, your breath gets better. It's cleaner because you're not feeding the bad bacteria that then produce <laughs> byproducts, if you know what I mean, and those byproducts stink. 
We don't have those anymore. Here are just a few of the, um, I, I mean, I'm not going to get into these too much, but here are just a few of the things that are pathogenic and that cause infections. You have things like Epstein-Barr. A lot of times people say you have Epstein-Barr. Well, that's that's just more of the cholera up infections. Mycoplasms. Um, these things impact your lymphatic system like crazy, cause all kinds of pain, earaches and eye stuff and muscle aches and joint problems and rashes and diff I mean, your breathing can get all messed up. Bartonella is another one that's known, leaks into your bloodstream and can cause real stiff uh, joints, like especially in your neck and, and uh, upper back, things like that. Of course, biotoxins as a whole, because you have fungus and bacteria and viruses. Again, like I said before, they're not living, but you have viruses. It's just viruses are just they're not a living substance. They're they're information from cells and DNA that are no longer used. They've been expelled, but the body wants to get rid of those things, so it usually have a response to it. But fungus in your mouth is, I know it sounds weird, but it's absolutely in there. It's in your food. It's in the air, so it's in your mouth. And funguses, as you know, are generally not good. Even things like regular button mushrooms in some of those mushrooms that you want to eat. They have plant toxins too, a lot of them. And of course, you know, some, some fungus is absolutely deadly. Some funguses in your mouth are not going to cause any issue, but there are some that will. And then one of the weird ones that you wouldn't think, but stomach ulcers. So your H. pylori bacteria can be amplified and encouraged to survive. You would think that if you're swallowing pus, there are some white blood cells. Maybe those would help in your stomach, but doesn't work that way. So you're basically amplifying H. pylori. Not a good idea. So today I just wanted to touch on thinking about things that maybe you've never thought of before. And this is one of the things I learned about a year ago or so and absolutely blew my mind. It's very important to find out, did you have an earache recently? It could have been 10 years ago. Do you have any jaw infections that you don't know about? Have you had any dental work besides just cleanings at all? Then you need to get checked. And remember, if 91% of people between the ages of 20 and 64 have dental caries, that means that's a pretty good percentage that you are one of those people. Eric, you don't understand. I take care of this and I go to the dentist every six months and I brush twice a day and I floss and it doesn't matter. You can do all of that stuff and still be out of whack. All it takes is when you were 10 years old and you had a pretty nasty cavity and they put a filling in there and then you have an infection in your jaw. It's been there for 30 years. So you need to check this out. This is very, very important. We can go more into this in the future, and I will attach this concept to other things that we're talking about. This just gives you a basic rundown and why this is important. With all of that, I encourage you to listen to the rest of these episodes that are foundational so you can really grasp your health and why things are happening. All right, that's it for now. This is another foundational episode. I hope you found that interesting. I'm just touching the surface in these beginning 
podcast just to kind of give an overview. And then later, we'll really dive in. I'm going to keep them simple because that's the whole point, is I want you to have fun with this and see this in your mind's eye. I want you to understand your body and what it takes to be healthy and feel good. It's easy to throw out a whole bunch of nerdy mumbo jumbo and long words, crazy sentences and molecules and all this stuff. I think that's fun in its own way for people like me who care about things like that. But for the majority of people, you just want to know basically how things work. This is what I want to do for you. I want you to see yourself, your body, who you are, and get excited about it and know how to heal yourself and feel good. That's what this whole thing is about. I want to give you the reality of your health. What's real? How to know what's real? By giving you the foundation, then you'll know in the future, does this of what I heard correlate with what Eric was talking about in episode one through whatever? If it doesn't, then I would say you really should think about it. Those are fringe things. But if you can back those things up with real life scenarios and wow, wait till I give you some real life scenarios, it's going to blow your mind. But they're all rooted in, okay, let's say it, science. But it's anecdotal as well. It's people's testimonies. You're going to be amazed in the things that you hear. How is it possible? How did these people get healed? It's amazing. Sometimes they didn't do anything, just got healed. Other times they did the diligent effort and got healed. Everything in between. Let's keep this something that's understandable, something that you can learn from in the future and stay with and have a good idea. Cares if it's 5-hydroxyestradiol. Who cares what it's called? Doesn't matter. Those are those sound amazing and oh he's so smart he knows what he's talking about with all these great long words it doesn't matter i can give you all of that but it's going to bore you to death and you're not going to understand the bigger picture your health is about making progress and getting better you have other things in your life this podcast is to help you feel better understand where you are where you're going to go in an easy way to understand it. That's the whole point. It's the reality. I'm going to dispel myths in the future. Oh boy, are we going to go after the myths? Oh, let me tell you, there are many, and I'm not talking just in natural health either. There are many myths that we're going to get into that's going to blow your mind. We're fun stuff, really interesting things, but you'll know strategy and concepts of health, the reality of those, and those will give you the results you're looking for and for the rest of your life. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com. <laughs>